Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, friend, and welcome to 2024. I am a little bit late. You know, this is almost the end of January, but better late than never. Today's episode is packed with information. I want to talk to Brianna because her stats are really, really impressive, and you will hear about them in this episode. But you will also hear some very important information about SEO. SEO is a massive topic and in this episode we really glide over some very very important information like index versus non-index, backlinks and much more. Now if you want detailed information about all these topics feel free to join my Patreon. In Patreon I have um, unique tutorials about each topic. I break it down so it is easy to digest, easy to understand, and if you have questions, you can always post them on Patreon. You can join Patreon today, super, super affordable, and remember that there is no obligations and you can cancel at any point. I'm going to leave the link on the notes of this episode. Now, enjoy today's conversation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gusik, your host, and I'm super excited to welcome the year with all of you. Happy 2024. Today, we have an amazing guest, and we're going to be talking about a topic that all of you have been asking, and not to throw all of you under the bus, but few of you are actually implementing. Brianna Parks, welcome to The Talk Republic. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I feel like 2023 flew by and I feel like everyone says that with every single year, but this year it just came and went. <laughs> true. True about 2023 and also true about every single other year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. So today we're going to be talking about how to get started with SEO. I think at the beginning of the year, a lot of us have resolutions. Maybe this podcast is going to be that little key component that you were missing, that little kick in the butt, maybe for you to start using SEO. And obviously, before we start, Brianna, what about you introduce yourself and you tell us what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Brianna. I specialize in adventurous elopements in the Pacific Northwest. So specifically in national parks, which is pretty niche. Um, I currently live in Northern California. I have a dog and a husband and I love all things SEO, so I'm super excited to get into it. 
I am super happy you're here and I want to give a little bit of context. I have had several episodes about SEO. I myself love SEO because I have seen the benefits on my own business. And whenever I do any websites reviews, like I get to see that obviously that's what I'm doing websites reviews to show you yeah. what is happening on your website and why aren't you ranking So I know it is a massive topic, but one of the things that really, really impressed me is when you contact me about this conversation, you had some really, really, if I might say crazy numbers. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, since you're leading with your numbers, now I want to see them. And you sent me a screenshot of all your numbers. So listen, I'm just going to say them out loud, just so if you are listening to this episode, you can understand the power of SEO. In this particular case, the power of Google, because the numbers that you share with me are from your search console, meaning that these are only the clicks that people, that your website has received because somehow people found you on Google, a Google search. These numbers do not include direct links, Pinterest, social media, referrals, nothing like that. So let me just open these numbers over here before we get started. And again, guys, you know that I love data. So numbers get me really, really excited. So we have the first screenshot here that you sent me. And this is from November 6, 2023 to December 6, 2023. So three months, right? Am I doing correctly the math? Yes. You got 1.1 million impressions to your website. That's millions with an M. We have 29,000 clicks to your website. Okay, so impression means somebody goes to Google and let's say they tap elopement in Oregon, your website shows up. However, a click is when somebody actually clicks on that. We want to have a lot of impressions, obviously, because the more time our website gets, you know, put in front of people, the more chances we have of somebody clicking. 29,000 clicks, it's a really, really, really good number. You also sent me some screenshots about your bookings that maybe we can talk about this later, but I wanted to, since today we're going to talk about SEO, to give context and to also show people what's possible. The second thing that I want to mention before I give you the mic and you start is that I was really impressed because as you mentioned at the beginning, you said that you are an elopement photographer in the Pacific Northwest. So technically you are very niche, right? It's like a very, very niche. However, you have done such an amazing, amazing done with work. Look at me. I can hardly speak. Sorry, guys. I'm coming <laughs> off the, the holidays. You have done some amazing work with your website that you rank for keywords like the following mountain venue weddings, best places to elope in the US, waterfall wedding venues, big sur wedding venues, Lake Tahoe wedding venues. So this is really good because again, every single time I do a website review, okay, I'm not going to say every single time, but I will say like, of the times that I do a website review, the Achilles heel of every photographer is like, but I want to be a destination photographer. I don't want to have my website be just one page and he, I mean, one location. And here we have the proof that you have many different locations within one website. All right, Brianna, that's a lot of context. So let's (laughs) start right at the beginning of this conversation. I'm sure people are just like, Carolina, stop talking. Let's start right at the beginning. The easiest question 
um, three steps to get started on SEO. Quick fire. Yes. Okay. So um, first of all, I think knowing SEO, what SEO means is super important. So I always recommend there are a ton of courses out there. If you're brand new to SEO and you have absolutely no idea where to start, go to YouTube. YouTube has some super amazing resources. It's completely free. Once you kind of get a grasp on what SEO means as a concept, then I say, go ahead and start looking at courses. Um, the very first thing I do, I'll kind of rapid fire these off. But number one is to make sure that your site is mobile friendly. I, I don't have the exact number, but I believe it's like over 80% of people are making searches on their phones instead of their computers mm -hmm. and tablets. If your site is not mobile friendly, Google is not going to rank it. So simply go to Google, type in mobile friendly test. You can input your website there and it will tell you if it's mobile friendly or not. This includes things like resizing your images, making sure you're choosing the right template, choosing the right plugins if you're on WordPress. Um, and then that also means making your website fast. So mm. if people are going to have to wait to click on your site for it to load, they're going to exit out. So make sure your site is mobile friendly and fast. Number two, research keywords. So mm. if, if I am a client and I want to know how to elope in Acadia National Park in Maine, are people even looking that up? So you need to see, okay, if people are looking this keyword up, then I need to write a blog post about it. And I always like to say, look for low hanging fruit. So look for keywords that have a high volume of searches, but a low competition rate, which those can be hard to find nowadays because I think SEO has definitely gotten a little bit more popular amongst photographers, yep. but they're still out there. And then number three, I would definitely say build links to your site. So Google has what's called domain authority, or your website, I guess, should say has what's called the domain authority. The higher your domain authority is, the more likely you're able to rank on page one. So building links to your site basically just means that other websites are finding your website credible. So this includes submitting your blogs or submitting your galleries to blogs to be published. Um, I know Two Bright Lights is a really great resource to do that. Some popular websites to submit to include Junebug Weddings, um, Green Wedding Shoes, you know, things like that. You can also, of course, be a guest on a podcast that might help build your backlinks. Um, and also being a directory member to certain directories like Junebug Weddings and Green Wedding Shoes and all of that fun stuff. But those are just a few tips. I know it was a lot of information. <laughs> it's a lot. And we're going to break it down. But yes. obviously, I guess, you, well, and I don't know, because this is my perception you can tell me if i am wrong uh you can build a website but if you're not writing content it doesn't matter so could you yes. say that like one of the first things to get started is actually blogging oh a hundred percent blog 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 and i think a big misconception among photographers at least when i first started out i don't know if it's still the same but all photographers i would talk to said you need to blog all of the time you need to blog at least once a week you need to blog all of your, your sessions that you're photographing. And so I did, <laughs> and I saw absolutely no return. It didn't do anything for me until I realized, okay, people aren't even looking up these session names. A lot of, or a lot of photographers, when they blog their sessions, they just put the couple name. So they'll mm. put like, you know, Alex and Andrea, Big Sur engagement session. People are not looking up. Alex and Andrea, Big Star Engagement Session. They're just not. They're probably looking at Big Star Engagement Session because they want to get some inspiration for their engagement session in Big Star. But 
the big component is knowing what to put in your blog post. Instead of just talking about the couple, maybe talk about the couple and talk about how you can plan your own Big Sur engagement session. What are the best locations to, to get engagement pictures taken at Big Sur? Where should you stay if you're taking engagements in Big Sur? Things like that. So content obviously is super important and I have to double down on this. I don't blog that often anymore. Like, yeah, I think the last time that I blog, well, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to tell the truth. It's like, I try to blog at least once a month. Yes. However, I think that it's important to understand that the blog post that I created last month is not going to start ranking today. It might yeah. take a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. So I'm just kind of like planting my seeds. And what I do yes. at the end of the year is I reevaluate the things that I have blogged about. I check my analytics. I see if they're performing well. And if they're not performing well, I have to go and make that better. So that's a thing, a good, a good. I mean, I think that people wait to have like the perfect blog post. You can write a good blog post and then go and make it better. Yes, done is better than perfect always when it comes to blogging. I only blog, I think same. I blog about once a month in my busy season from April to October. I'm lucky if I get one blog within that whole time span. So that's why I love SEOs because it works for you even when you're not working on it. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the things that you mentioned is keywords and finding out a keyword that actually works for you, right? For example, yes. right? One of the main keywords that I focus on my own website is Miami weddings, right? That's a big city. And I could maybe niche down to say Coral Gables wedding. That Coral Gables, which is like a tiny city within Miami, is not going to have the same search as Miami wedding. So yes. how do you find what is a keyword that is actually going to work? And where do you check for these keywords yes. to see if they're actually, you know, useful? Yeah, great question. So usually what I recommend doing is sitting down and thinking about, first of all, your target area and places you've already photographed at that you want to photograph at again. And then I just like to say, open your notes app and brain dump. So I'll use an example. We'll stick with Acadia National Park, which is located mm -hmm. in Maine. Let's say you're located in Maine. You want to shoot more Maine weddings. Great keyword right there. Maine wedding photographer. Um, Acadia National Park photographer. Acadia National Park wedding. So just kind of brain dump everything you're thinking of. Take all of those keywords and then... The resource I love to use is called Google Keyword Search Research. <laughs> I think it's Google Keyword Search. Um, Which is free? Yes. Oh, uh, Google Keyword Planner. That's what it's called. That's it's what it's called. You're correct. Yes. <laughs> um, go into that, type in all of your keywords, and then Google, what it will do is it will come up with the search results. So how many people are searching for that keyword a month? The competition rate. So is it low, high, medium? And then it will also come up with keywords that are relevant or similar to the keyword you put in. So it, it helps give you ideas as well. Um, I also really like using Ubersuggest. That's mm -hmm. one of my preferred platforms. So I'll put it in there. Again, it will tell you how many people are searching for that keyword a month. Personally, I like to aim for keywords that have over 100 searches a month. Um, I think anything lower than that, it's probably not worth the time unless it's a quick session that you can just blog out super, super quick. But I always try to look for keywords that get more than 100 searches a month that have low competition. So I don't want to be competing against all of these big websites like Junebug Weddings that have a super high domain authority and a ton of backlinks. I want to focus on 
keywords I know I'm going to be able to rank well for Mm -hmm. without having to compete against all of these super big name photographers. Well, but I would almost disagree with you here because I did a deep dive on your own website and you are ranking for, again, this keyword that is like best places to elope in the United States. Oh, yes. That's so that true. is not that's not like a small <laughs> keyword and that's not a keyword also that is easy to rank for. Could you that's true. guide us a little bit how did you get there? Yes. So okay, this is going to be a long process, but when I like to look for new blogs to write, I'll type in the keyword I'm trying to rank for. For example, best places to elope in the US. When I first put that keyword in, I noticed that there were so many big name photographer or photographers or websites that were ranking for that keyword, like Junebug Weddings, um, TLC, I think was ranking for that keyword as well. So initially I was very thrown off. I didn't really want to do the blog post, but I figured, you know, might as well. I ended up going to their website and seeing what information they had in their blog post. And I realized it was very surface level information. It gave just a general description of an area and that was it. <laughs> so I said, okay, I can make this better. How can I make my content more engaging? What are couples actually searching for or looking for when they type in best places to elope in the US? So I decided, okay, I'm going to make my list bigger. I'm going to include more information about each location, such as the best specific spots to elope in each best place to elope, if that makes any sense. Um, so for example, town. instead of saying just Big Sur, I think that you actually give like a little, I don't know, the name of the rock. I don't know. Things like yes. that, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, I have one um, uh, location on that list is Olympic National Park. And so then I broke it down and included some specific locations within that Olympic National Park that you can elope at. So I'm including very specific information that the other list didn't have. They just had very surface level information. I also included the best time of year to elope there. So it's almost like a mini elopement guide. So couples aren't having to do 10 other searches about a specific spot they saw that they liked. So as long as you're writing with the client first in mind, then you're going to go really far. You're going to go way above all of these other websites. (laughs) And before you wrote that guide about the best places to elope in the United States, do you have smaller guides for like, let's say Lake Tahoe, Big Sur, things like that? Yes. Yeah. So I have almost, I think all of the locations I included on that list, I already have a blog post for, which is great because then you can internally link. So if people are like, oh, Olympic looks really good. I'm going to click this link, see what it looks like. It's going to take them to my Olympic National Park elopement guide. And they're just going to be like, whoa, this girl's really an expert. She knows what she's talking about. Look at this super in-depth guide that she wrote. And I feel like it's, it was written just for me. So one thing to add here as context, obviously, is you started, I mean, I don't know if this is how you started, but I think this is adding layers to your website. You have these like single um, resources for each park that you love. And then you added them to like the big Kahuna blog list that you have. So, you know, within the eyes of Google, what's happening is like, oh, look at her. She is really an expert, as you mentioned. She had written separately about each specific, you know, part. And now she had kind of like put together this bigger list. And as you mentioned, you're linking within your website. So what we want is obviously to create kind of like this rabbit hole that yeah. has no end. You want people yes. to go to your website and keep clicking and keep like going deeper and deeper within your website. And this is going to create a couple of things. 
within the eyes of Google, and I don't know why I'm calling it the eyes of Google, but you know, like Google <laughs> itself um, now can understand that because people are clicking on your website and they're bouncing from page to page that the information that you're providing is useful. Another thing that Google is keeping in mind is how long people are staying on your website. So obviously when you write these very detailed uh, guides that are long and also that are full of like, you know, extra information and people are taking their time to read, people are saying like, oh, this person is staying in this website for a longer time, which means they can only assume that they're finding the information correctly. So yes. all those things are going to help you for your domain authority. And it's also, again, going to help you with like people staying within your website, finding information. At the end of the day, a win-win for SEO and a win-win for client experience. Yes, 100%. So how long have you been, for how long have you been blogging? Let's be honest. Good question. I think realistically, I probably started in 2020 or 2021. Mm -hmm. So it's been, what, three years maybe? I, well, I don't even know which year we're in, even though I just said it at the beginning <laughs> of the thing. But like, when you said like, oh, so long, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like me, like 15 years, which not only three years. So like, that is amazing that you're able to rank so high in so many amazing keywords and have such huge amount of traffic in not that long of a time. Yeah. I mean, I know three years sounds like a lot, but if you really look at the big it's picture, really three years is not that long. Yeah, it's not very long. There, I mean, I remember when my first blog post ranked, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And it just, it kind of ignites a flame in you where you're just like, okay, I, I want to write more. Like this is such a good feeling to be ranking on the first page, to be ranking number one. What else can I rank number one for? So for me, it's almost like a game. <laughs> yeah, true. I like, you're competitive like me. I want to yeah. <laughs> always checking and I'm like, I need to make this yes. better. So like <laughs> yeah. literally currently right now, before I jump in this call, I am still working on one of the um, posts that gives the more traffic to my website, which is 30 of the most beautiful venues in Miami. And Ooh. believe it or not, I am still on page two in Google. I'm trying to move that baby to page one. I was yeah. on page four, but that does so well because of Pinterest. So for me, like this is the way that I'm getting to my clients, but now I want to get them through Pinterest and through Google. So I yeah. was able in the past two weeks to move it from page, I think it was like position 38 to move it to 21. So I'm, I'm climbing, I'm climbing and I'm That's moving good. <laughs> That's good. I feel like those wedding venue blogs specifically are the hardest to rank for because there are so many, so many websites that write yes. the same exact kind of content. So give yourself credit. Being on page two for those kind of blog posts is like a pat on the back. <laughs> exactly. But I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it and I'm going to yes. get there. <laughs> so another thing that I wanted to ask you is we have chat GPT now. Mm. I know a lot of people struggle with writing. I actually had an episode with Dylan from Fuel Your Photos. No, sorry, Corey. I do Corey, have an episode yeah. with Dylan also, but I have an episode with Corey about ChatGPT and all this. So I'm going to link to that so you can listen to it. But I want to ask you, when you write your blog post, are you using any AI help or you're just like good old pen and paper? 
Yeah, I personally, I haven't used any AI help just because I think I've been doing it for so long. It's just kind of second nature now. Mm-hmm. I think ChatGBT is really useful for photographers who are looking to, I guess, get more inspiration who aren't the best writers. That being said, I would not just copy and paste from ChatGPT. I, I think it can Absolutely. be way more detrimental than if you were to just write out your own words. That being said, it is a useful tool, but I would not rely on it. I would probably suggest learning steps with pen and paper first before you turn to any AI software. Correct. That's great advice. And actually, in that episode with Corey, we actually did a live test when we both use similar keywords and we got almost exactly the same text. That's something that you don't want. You don't want to have that on your website. So no, you don't. (laughs) Awesome. So good. So I'm glad that you get back to pen and paper. So let's go back to like these. I mean, you started in the Pacific Northwest and you have seems like expanded a little bit into like other cities and elopement. I actually think, correct me, that you also have like an Iceland uh, yes. guide on your website. So you have like international locations. How do you know this is what your couples want? Yes. So I actually started out, I was living in Idaho at the time and I really wanted to branch out to the Pacific Northwest. Um, I had lived in Northern California before, but we weren't sure if we were going to move back to to Northern California. So I said, okay, I'm just going to write a ton of content about places I would really want to shoot in. This was before I was, you know, kind of established in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. So I've never been to Iceland. I really wanted to go to Iceland. So I wrote an Iceland guide. Um, I wrote a Bali guide, a Norway guide, all of these different guides just to throw whatever I could out there and see if anything would stick. And after moving to Northern California, I realized I had all of these guides. Um, you know, I was photographing in all of these different places. So I, I ended up going to Iceland because somebody found me through my Iceland blog. Um, I went to Lake Tahoe a few times. So I was really kind of branching out and I loved it because it gave me great experience. Um, and then after coming home from Iceland, I said, okay, I don't really want to do this international travel thing. <laughs> I don't think it's for me. <laughs> So I'm just going to stick to what I know and I'm going to stick with the Pacific Northwest. So those blog posts were actually pretty old. They still rank very well. I still get a ton of Iceland inquiries and Norway and Bali and all those kind of places. And I think it's great because, first of all, they're getting in contact with my website. So they might see, okay, you know, I, I like Iceland. Iceland looks cool. But then they go on my website and they say, oh, my gosh, look at all of these pictures. And she's based in the Pacific Northwest. This is in the Pacific Northwest. Like I, this looks amazing. So that's, you know, one, one outcome of that. Another outcome would just be that couples are really interested in Iceland. They're pretty sad in Iceland, but they still reach out to me anyway. Sometimes I do bend my rules. And if I decide I want to go somewhere else outside of the Pacific Northwest, I do, which is always fun. So I still have that option open. Mm-hmm. And then if they do reach out and I decide I don't want to do it, then I can you know, boost my community and give out referrals. So it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Um, But currently I just take my Iceland blogs and my wedding venue blogs and I don't really include them on my website. So if you go to my elopement guides, you might see my Iceland one. I would have to check, but I do have posts for like Los Angeles wedding venues and San Diego wedding venues. You're not going to find those on my site. Um, They are still indexed with Google, but I just don't include them in my site I have them tagged under under like big weddings and I just don't include them so my couples can't find them but they're still there to drive traffic to my website I love it I have like a couple of questions to follow up here because people yes. might getting confused like 
What do you mean you have it on your website and it's not on your blog? So let's talk a little bit about this. Yes. So, okay. For example, I have a ton of blog posts about Washington. So best places to elope in Washington, Leavenworth elopement guide, Olympic National Park elopement guide. What I did in my website is I took all of my Washington posts and I gave them a tag. Mm -hmm. And the tag is just Washington. So all of those Washington posts are under that Washington tag. And then I did the same thing for Oregon and the same thing for California. And then anything else that's not in those tags is just under other. So this is for basically places that I would still be open to shooting at. So Hawaii, Alaska, Iceland. And then I have one final tag, which is just called Big Weddings. And that includes all of the content that I first wrote when I started out when I was shooting Big Weddings that I no longer want to photograph. So Los Angeles wedding venues, San Diego wedding venues. And I just nested it under that tag. And so if you go to my website under elopement guides, you'll see those different tags. So you'll see Washington, Oregon, California, other. Mm-hmm. and then But you won't see the Big Wedding tag because I don't want to put that on my site for couples to look through those blog posts because I don't shoot big weddings anymore, but I still have them indexed in Google. So instead of just deleting those blog posts, I still want those blog posts up because I know that they're ranking well on Google. And I know that if someone types in Los Angeles wedding venues, my website's going to come up. They're probably going to click on the link and they'll scroll through it. They'll get helpful information, but then they'll go to my actual website if they want to inquire and they'll see I'm not shooting big weddings anymore. So it's helpful for them because they kind of get more information about their wedding venue, but, and it's helpful for me because I get more traffic to my website, but I'm not necessarily booking those types of clients, if that makes sense. It does. So this is just like a structure of the website. So yeah, I want to clarify that when you uh, have content on your website, you can have index versus non-index content, meaning index means that it Let's, uh, you know, to give an analogy, right? It's like life. Google is like if you have a book at the library and the yes. registers so the librarian can find the book for you. And non-index means that the content lives on your website, whether you hide it or not, it lives there. It is just not connected to Google. So again, people can find it if you give them the direct link, if you have them under tags on your website. But let's say if I go into Google and I type, you know, whatever, it will never show up. So for example, for me, for my website to maybe give a little bit of clarity, I photograph, you know, because I'm only shooting weddings in Miami. I don't want to travel anywhere. I just want to go there for vacation. So I don't want to (laughs) work anywhere else. I photograph a lot in the same venues all year long. There is one of my favorite venues, which is Villa Woodbine. I think that I have done over 30 weddings there. I cannot blog all those weddings because yeah. my ranking compared to, you know, popular belief is like, oh, you're going to have all this content about Villa Woodbine. No, now I have all that content competing against the same spot. Yes. So I can only have one good article about Villa Woodbine. Any other article or any other wedding that I want to showcase, those are non-indexed, meaning you will never find them on Google, but they are on my website. So a little bit of clarity. I know that we have gone a little bit into like the more structure of a website, but I want people to understand that there is many aspects of SEO that are important and there is many ways to play with content to one, either serve your audience or two, try to rank. So both are, you know, equally important. Yeah, it's hard because I feel like SEO is such a broad topic 
that we could talk about for literally hours and barely scratch the surface of. Absolutely. And that's, not to, that's not to scare anybody away. It's just when you start to learn it, you realize there's all of these different components and what does this mean and what does this mean? So it can be very intimidating, but once you learn it, it really does become second nature. So if you're interested in learning, just just do it. It's going to sound like a lot of information at first, but I promise over time, it's going to be so easy to understand. It is. It is. It is really, you know, at the beginning seems intimidating, but it is really, yes. you know, it's easy. Uh, I wanted to have you on the podcast, you know, obviously because your numbers are, you know, impressive, but also because as I mentioned at the beginning, when I do websites reviews, again, the Achilles heel of everybody's like, oh my God, I want to be a destination wedding photographer. And I always said like your homepage needs to be one keyword you cannot yes. be a destination photographer all over the world like you're never gonna rank I'm <laughs> giving google no idea what does that mean what does that mean all yeah. over the world i understand that you want to shoot weddings in bali italy florence paris i understand that but you need to get a structure your website which i already shared the numbers that is doing so well your home page it says you know i'm right here on your website it says welcome to the pacific northwest adventure at Wake. You're not talking to me about California. You're, I mean, maybe is that California part of the Pacific Northwest? I don't think technically, but I like to include Northern California. <laughs> so you're not talking about any other place. Uh, however, you are ranking for other places. So yes. the short answer to this is what? Blogging? Blogging. If you want to shoot in other places, but yeah, just like you said, have one keyword for your homepage. So Oftentimes it's a lot, it's where you live or mm -hmm. at least where you want to shoot. So I live in Northern California, but I really want to target Oregon and Washington, the Pacific Northwest. So my keyword is Pacific Northwest development photographer. Um, yeah. And then if, like I said, because I wanted to shoot in all of these places like Italy and Iceland and Bali, I created guides for those places. So couples would still be able to see, okay, she has a guide. She probably shoots there. I'm going to reach out and inquire with her, even though she is based in the Pacific Northwest. I wanted to ask you, because when you mentioned about the Iceland guide, because I know Iceland is like another super huge destination for elopements, and you mentioned yes. that you had never been there. What kind yeah. of images did you use? So I used stock images. There's a ton of really useful stock websites. Unsplash is my all-time favorite because a lot of their images are free. I know you can do like Adobe stock, um, iStock. So just do stock images. Obviously, don't steal other photographers' images and put them on your website. Um, stock images are your best friend. And obviously, let the visitor know that those are stock images. Yes, correct. Yeah, I think with Unsplash, you don't have to give credit, which is nice if you don't want to just have a link, you know, mm -hmm. every every so often. But yeah, oftentimes you do need to credit when it comes to stock images. So you can just put a little link you can have the image be linked to the photographers so you know it would be I mean I don't know how you wrote yours because to be honest I didn't read it I saw it I didn't be that deep dive on that one but I would say if I wanted myself if I wanted to exit out of Miami and let's say that I want to do weddings in Paris I don't know I would write an article about it and I would even be honest and say like hey I've never photographed a wedding here. However, I've done tons of research. I talked to locals, you know, because even though it sounds scary, it might be endearing for some people. And also, I mean, 
honesty always, you know, has to be first. Yes. But, you know, it doesn't mean that just because you've never been to a place that you cannot write a, a good article about the location. I mean, we all have the yeah. now. Yeah, 100%. And I, you know, even when couples reach out and they're like, oh, I really want to go to Iceland. At the time, I was like, listen, you know, I've never been to Iceland, but I know basically everything there is to know about Iceland. I've done so much research. And couples know, because if they've seen your pictures and they really want you for your style, they know you're going to do a good job. I always like to say too, that oftentimes when I'm going to a new place to photograph something, I am way more inspired than if I was to photograph in the same places that I usually photograph in. So I always like to throw throw that out there too. Like your pictures are going to be amazing. I get super inspired and really creatively fulfilled when I go to a new place. And if you let me photograph your elopement in Iceland... Your pictures are going to be out of this world. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love that. I have to be honest, the first, uh, I don't do destination weddings anymore because I find them extremely stressful. But the first yes. destination wedding that I photographed was actually in Colombia. I had never oh done a wedding in Cartagena. And I was like, so scared about it. I'm like, I've never done a wedding there. I'm like, I have no photos to show you. And she was like, I just love your style. I know you're going to do really well. So if you're constantly showing work, um, it could happen that people be like, listen, I know you've never been there, but like, I really like your personality, like your style, like I want you there. So yeah, write those guides away, write them. Yes. I don't know. Another thing is like, if it's a location that you really, really want to photograph in, get on a plane and go take some photos. Yeah. I did a ton of style shoots in Alaska before I ever went, just so I would have content there that I knew I could market to my potential clients. So always put together, you can put together your own style shoots. It can be super cheap. You don't have to go all out and do all of these decor and stuff. It can be super simple. You know, plan a trip for yourself, plan a solo trip, just explore the area, have fun, take some pictures, and there's no pressure. So just have fun with it. Awesome. So let's go back to writing because I think that's when people get like more caught up, right? They're like, well, yes. What am I going to write about? And you just mentioned like, hey, Sam and Alex getting married on Big Sur. Now it's so bueno. Unless Sam and Alex are major celebrities, nobody's looking for Sam and Alex, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so you mentioned some of the things to write about are important things to do in that area. Yeah. So if you were, to, let's say you wanted to really shoot in Big Sur and you really wanted to photograph elopements in Big Sur. Let's say Big Sur elopement, that specific keyword has a ton of searches that has a thousand searches a month. Sit down and think about what people are looking for when they type in that word, Big Sur elopement. What are they, what are they trying to find? Oftentimes they're trying to find the best places to elope in Big Sur, the towns to stay in near those locations, um, inspiration. So they probably do want to see pictures of couples that are eloping in Big Sur things to do in the Big Sur area after their elopement. So really sit down and write out what people are looking for when they type in that search term. And you'll come up with a ton of content you can write about. One thing that I always do also is weather. And I have found out this because my own clients, the majority of my clients are from out of town. They're coming to Miami as a destination city to get married. And people think of Miami that is like, palm trees and paradise all year long and I'm like oh we have hurricanes sir so yeah. <laughs> let me tell you about that so like a lot of the things that I read about is like best time of the year to get married in yes. Miami yeah. uh even the airport which one is the best airport to fly in yes. and those are things that people need but we often overlook because we think that people are going to be looking about like 
what kind of invitations they had and how pretty they look on their wedding dress and what yeah. have you. And I'm like, that's important, but that's not really the major things that people are looking for. Yes, exactly. They want as much information as you can give them. That being said, you want, you don't want to just completely give them too much information. You don't want to write three paragraphs about what Miami is like in the springtime. Right. <laughs> you want it to be short and concise or people are going to get bored and just, you know, exit out. So make sure it's short and concise, but it really answers their question of, okay, what is Miami weather like in the spring? You know, what is the general temperature range? Is it going to be raining? I don't want it to rain on my wedding day, but is it going to be super, super hot? Like, am I going to have to wear a ton of sunscreen? So I love short and concise. <laughs> a lot of people think that a blog post to rank has to have 600 words and I'm like no yeah. it has to answer the main question that people are looking for so yes. I think that long are the days long gone are the days when people is just like oh I just gonna like worst stuff this article and just like write all kinds of nonsense because internet has gotten really really smart google has gotten really really smart and it's like what is the best way to answer a question in the fastest way but also as you mentioned giving a little bit of context and also as you must yes. say you don't want to answer all the questions because you want to give um, give room for them to maybe contact you and like ask further questions yeah exactly you want to be the expert but you don't want to give all of your information away for free correct so you get tons and tons of inquiries do you have friends that you share this inquiries with? Do you have like two other photographers when you like swap referrals? What's your process? Yes. So usually I have a list of my go-to photographers that I really recommend. So if I'm not available for their day or I just, it's a location that I don't shoot at anymore, then I, I will refer other photographers. Of course, I do try to persuade them to come to the Pacific Northwest <laughs> if they're looking at like Yosemite National Park. I'm like, oh, well, we have some really cool national parks if you come up a little bit up north. <laughs> but yeah, I usually just refer them out to other or to other photographers that I know will give them, you know, a very similar experience as to what I would give them. I love that. And you mentioned that you've been blogging for three years. When yes. did you start seeing like an actual increase in both increase and also traffic to your website? Oh, that's a good question. I would probably have to sit down and look at it, but I would say about six months to a year would probably be when I noticed, okay, I'm, I'm starting to rank a little bit more and I'm actually starting to get inquiries now. <laughs> So it is, this is, a, a, this is a marathon. This is not like a it sprint. Is. No, no. I think a, a lot of people get very in their head when it comes to SEO. They'll post a blog post and after a month, it's not ranking. And that's just the game of SEO. It takes a while, but it pays off in the long run. Like you said, it, it's a marathon. It's definitely not a sprint. <laughs> any advice for people that might be getting discouraged? They're like, they're, they get, we got all excited, you know, the beginning of the blog of the episode about yeah. like all these huge numbers. And now we're like, well, it might take a year. So what kind of advice yeah. would you have for them? Just keep going. Like I know, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I have a little bit of a cold. Um, I think... It can be super, super defeating to not see your post ranking super well at first. And I know it was for me, but just keep going. Keep your head down, keep pushing content out. And I promise your return will come. I know it can be super discouraging, but if you have a game plan, you know, just stick with your game plan and I promise it will work out in the end. Obviously not all of your posts are going to rank number one. So just keep that in mind. Don't 
and and I'm guilty of this too, but I always am constantly like, okay, my, my, my post is ranking number two. How can I get it back to number one? (laughs) And it's just, it's not a fun game to play. (laughs) So just really pick, I would say your top five or top 10 places you really want to shoot at the most and just really focus on creating high quality content for those posts. And then just going in and making other posts that of locations you want to shoot at, but that you're just like, okay, this will probably rank pretty high, but you know, I really want this to rank pretty high. So just keep pushing content out there and, and your inquiries will come. (laughs) And which program do you use to see if your content is ranking? I use Google Search Console. Google Search Console. Yes, it's free, super easy to set up. Like I said, there's a ton of YouTube videos out there that will show you how you can read that information. So it's broken down very easily and very digestible. I use Google Search Console also, but I also have a little app that is called, and that's what I went to grab my cell phone really, really quick, is called um, SEO Edge. It is Ooh, a free okay, app, and you have, with the free version, you can have, I believe, up to five main keywords, and it will tell you the ranking, and it will give you, like, the history of, like, when you started and, you know, where you're going. So, like, if I were to go to this app right now and I type, well, one of my keywords I have here is Miami Wedding Photographer because I have had this app for a long time. If I go to the little map, it will tell me this is the day that I started with this app, which was July uh, 29 of 2020. And it was showing here my website at uh, 77. So oh I my was gosh. on page 7. Nobody goes there. Nobody goes to page seven and then you scroll, 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 scroll. And then now you see my website at uh, ranking under uh, four, meaning That's first so page cool. and, you know, four. So I love this one because it gives me like that graphic. So currently, again, going back to like my uh, wedding venue uh, keyword, like I check this once uh you know once a week and i can see if it goes up it gives you like a green flag if it goes down it gives you a red flag and it tells you how many <laughs> numbers you move down so it keeps me on my toes <laughs> yes <laughs> so that's a good one to have and that is free and once again it is called c um seo edge awesome brianna what are you currently loving other than ranking on page one? <laughs> oh, what a good question <laughs> I'm really into puzzles right now. I'm a super big homebody. And so anything grandma related is right up my alley. So puzzles, reading, I'm trying to get into crochet and knitting. Look at that. Yeah. Now it makes sense why you're doing so well on SEO. If you like puzzles. Now it all makes sense. Yes, it does. I love to write. So just like I said, anything grandma related, you'll find me doing. <laughs> Do you have any advice for people? You know, it's the beginning of the year. A lot of people have new goals, new year, new me. Uh, any advice for like writing tips for people that say like, yes. I'm going to get better at writing? What are some I don't know if I have any actionable tips because I feel like I'm not a super strong writer. Mm-hmm. I think practice makes perfect. So just write as much as you can and you'll you'll kind of figure out your groove, really write in your voice. Don't try to sound like you're somebody else or somebody you're not. Just really write in your voice and write what sounds good to you. And it will sound good to other people. <laughs> I write in my voice full of typos, but 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of exclamation points for me. <laughs> I love it. Well, Brianna, where could people find you if they want to connect with you? Yes. Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you can find me on my website, BriannaParksPhoto.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Pinterest at Brianna Parks Photography. Awesome. Brianna, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Uh, once again, your numbers are super impressive. So keep writing those good blog posts. And again, I hope people listen to this interview and they don't feel like, oh, you know, just like a show off, but instead be like, look, it is possible. It can happen. Somebody did it in three years. I can myself do it too. So <laughs> yes. I hope that you're an inspiration for a lot of photographers in this 2024. And my goal is for people to go back to blogging. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. This was super fun. And I'm super excited to see all of the listeners out there really get to work and write good quality blog posts that are going to rank and see all of their inquiries just skyrocket. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, thank you so much for your time and for all of you that listen all the way to the end. Thank you for being here again. One more year of the Talk Republic. I can't believe it. I'm super excited. And I'll catch you next week with another amazing guest or just a solo episode. We'll see where this 2024 brings. Until then, ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.